Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I was chased by squirrels <laughs> and I was terrified and I started running. This is after Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. Yeah. So there's people in the park saying, is that Lisbeth Salander yeah. running away from a squirrel? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good afternoon, good evening, good whatever. My name's Joe Matic, the big dog of Time Out London, and you're listening to Love Thy Neighbourhood, the podcast in which someone whose talent is brighter than a thousand suns shows me a craven nobody around part of London that means a lot to them. Four locations in one area that they could give their own illicit five-star rating to if they could, but they can't because that's what we do at Time Out. If we like something, we take our bony, calloused fists of hard-won expertise and knowledge wrap them tightly and dip them in the glass of wit and style before delivering five quick Muay Thai jabs straight into the face of a venue, leaving five star impressions, changing the course of history forever. I think that makes sense. It is, of course, a reference to the movie Bloodsport. And today we're not in Southeast Asia. We are in the lengthening shadow of Erno Goldfinger's mighty and magnificent Trellick Tower, which means one thing, we're in Paddington country. That's right, the tiny baby-sized bear with the voice of an adult male runs amok around here, and we're on a Paddington hunt. This is the royal borough of Kensington and Chelsea, specifically Portobello, which is an area that was named after a very insignificant town in Panama that I think we won in a war from the Spanish in the 1700s. This area was initially where all the pig farmers of Marble Arch, that's true, that sounds funny to me as well, the pig farmers of Marble Arch were moved to, and they built a lane linking Notting Hill Gate to the Porto Bello farm. And then over time, it was developed, as usual, by the Victorians. They built huge houses, and then they fell into disrepair post-war. Houses were split up into tiny flats, and unscrupulous landlords took advantage of desperate immigrants that first came from uh, Spain, fleeing the Spanish Civil War, and there's plenty of uh, Spanish restaurants and cafes around here, uh, and then later Portuguese, Moroccan, and of course uh, Caribbean, who came over in the 60s. Then 1970s, bosh, the West Way, of course very, very fond of that, and Trellick Tower changed it forever. Finally, I guess that film Notting Hill, which I've not seen, and I'm sure that will be an issue today uh, as we walk around an area that's synonymous with it. My guest, not connected to either Bloodsport or Paddington, but is a world-famous, award-nominated and winning actor, it's Numi Rapace. Yes, Numi Rapace, born in Sweden, spent quite a few years in Iceland, I think, acted her whole life, came to international prominence, uh, starring as the snarling, hard-hitting, motorbike-riding Lisbeth Salander in the original and better Swedish-language version of Girl with the Dragon Tattoo and the two subsequent films that followed uh, quickly on its heels. After that, she was in you know loads and loads of like massive American 
globally famous films starring alongside Tom Hardy, James Gandolfini, Gary Oldman, Vincent Cassell, people like that. More interestingly, she made an amazing film called Lamb, which is a sort of none more A24, A24 weirdo sort of suspenseful horror film. And if I explain anything about it, uh, it will ruin it, but do definitely check that out. And then very excitingly, she's in the new TV series, Constellation, which is on Apple TV Plus uh, from February the 21st. And that's a kind of like the shining in space and on Earth, it looks like. It looks terrifying and she looks amazing in it. So definitely looking forward to watching that on Feb 21. Uh, she says of London, London is an intelligent city. I feel way more at home here. There's room for everything in the city, a divine mix, a mini version of the rest of the world, which is the sort of moving thing I should probably say at the start of these episodes. Uh, so thank you for writing those words for me, Numi. Um, we're approaching our first location now on this wonderful West London afternoon, winter sun. I can see it dipping below Trellick Tower right now. And I think I can see our guests. So let's go and say hi. Numi, what are we? Oh my days, he's good. <laughs> was, was that remotely that was, correct? Was, yeah, he was like, why are we here and why have you brought me here yes. in Swedish? All I've done yeah, on the flawless. journey in was just saying it over and over in my head. <laughs> yeah. Very impressive. Yes. Yeah, so basically we at Goldborn Delhi. It's like seven minutes from my house. And I just love this little kind of Italian delicatess coffee it's shop. It's incredibly beautiful. It is, right? And like, I love eggs. I'm a big egg person. I eat mm. eggs and avocado every day. And I love oils, like olive oils, and I love truffle. What would you normally pick up if you just popped in here? Um, I mean, I do like, I love cold cuts. Like, mm. I love brizola. I'm not a big pork person, but I love, like, beef. Let it be known that Numi's not a big pork person. <laughs> no, I'm not a big pork person. <laughs> I don't think anyone goes on the record and says, I'm a big pork person. And, oh my God, and like these I love so much. So, okay, these are the Torres crisps. The, yeah, they're so yeah. good. So these Torres crisps are sort of very famous. Yeah. They're sort of synonymous yeah, with... posh crisps. Posh crisps, yeah. <laughs> the poshest of all the crisps, yeah. I think. Yeah. They're delicious. Do you like yes, them? Yes, I love them. I love them. The thing is, like, when I open a bag of crisps, just can't stop. So mm. I just keep on eating until it's finished. So I need to buy the smaller ones. I mean, I don't know how it works with acting but presumably you have to watch diet stuff the whole time would you watch not care my weight my well, favorite things no honestly i mean when i'm working when i'm filming i'm quite on a strict diet it's more about energy levels to be honest like mm. if you eat crappy food and sweets and fatty stuff like bad fats mm -hmm. then you uh, you drop energy and it's like i need to last like my day starts at like 4 a.m going to the gym and I work all day, get back at my Airbnb or hotel like around like 8 p.m. Mm -hmm. and then you need to prep next day. So you just need to stay fit to to perform on your highest level. You're gobbling eggs like a bodybuilder. <laughs> yeah, boiled eggs in my pocket. Yeah, well boiled eggs are quite a Scandinavian thing as well. It is, yeah, 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 yeah. What I really crave most mm -hmm. days is like sourdough with like butter yes. and loads yeah. of salt and like fatty and salt, like not so much sweets. Mm -hmm. But I do love, like, everything here and on the other side, I think the breads are. Yes, where would you go for your ideal bread? If not here, these, these loaves look exemplary. Oh, yeah. But if you had to go to somewhere else. Okay, so they do have a place down on Portobello Road called Fabrik. Okay. It's actually a Swedish, like, kind of chain. So you're repping a bakery. the motherland. Yeah, yeah. Yes. and they do, like, amazing, like, one, like, 
It's like Danish uh, rågbröd, like the brown, like like rye. I know exactly yeah. what you mean. Yeah, that's good because it's not even, there's no sugary sweetness to it at all. No, and it's so good. But I do love sourdough in all forms. Sourdough's good. Yeah. People often talk <laughs> about the dusty knuckle potato sourdough. I don't know if you know that one. Oh, no, it's, wow. It's, it's like a sort of East London, okay. similar to the Torres crisps, yeah. I would say. Okay. It's become a kind of meme thing, but it's very delicious. Yeah. It's quite like thick and chunky. Oh, this is kind of what I grew up on. Like, do you see the carrot juice? No. It, oh, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, so I went to this like Rudolf Steiner, like Waldorf school out nowhere in Sweden, in the south of Sweden, and we made our own like homemade like carrot juice and stuff. So, like, how does that is it like you do that instead of maths? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so I'm terrible at maths and I can't really read and write. To be honest. But I can, I can make juice. That sounds ideal to me. My maths is so bad, but I wish I could make carrot juice. Yeah. Yeah. Like good carrot juice. Anyway. I can make like I can make things with my hands. Like yes. kind of like you know, we worked a lot with clay. I was painting a lot. I was drawing a lot. I was writing a lot. I was out like building shit and painting and so I'm good with everything kind of handy and crafty. All the Steiner school kids grown up that I ever met were all like lovely people. Yeah. Like really really like like strong characters, very kind as well. Yeah, that's um, nice to hear. Yeah, they, they, they never like, really spoke that much about what it was like, but they sort of, they all thought quite fondly of it. Yeah, I mean, some schools are quite, like, disorganized oh, and yeah. chaotic. A bit hippie, yeah. happy-clappy. Yeah, a bit happy-clappy. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was, like, in the middle, I would say. I had one teacher that was really structured and, like, kind of had some kind of order in class, but, like, some of the other teachers sort of, sort of like, we were just out playing, and I did not, like, I couldn't really write and read properly when I was, like, yeah. 13. I'm not even kidding. So, wow. like, yeah, it's very different from the British school system. That sounds it, yeah. And they turned you on to acting, presumably. No, that started before. When I was like, I lived in Iceland when I was a kid. Okay. So when I was seven, I was in, a, in an Icelandic movie called In the Shadow of the Raven. That's the most heavy metal name for a, yeah, yeah. a film, you said? Yeah. I might have to check that out. Yeah. It sounds quite like death metal, black metal, <laughs> in the shadow of the raven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Viking film. It's really bloody and like, it was quite like brutal. I was seven years old. And you were and a child? I was a child oh. and I fell in love. I was obsessed. Did you die in it or did you live? No, I didn't run through a house on fire. Okay. And I saw loads of blood and I had lots of like mud in my hair and I didn't want to, the funny thing is like, I didn't want to wash in the end of the day. I loved being that character. Like I'm a kid of the crowd. Like you don't really see me like yes. I was in for three weeks but I kind of totally fell in love and I think that's kind of I just saw You've like been running through fires ever since yeah I try yeah. I start there fires if there's no <laughs> there is a lot of fire in your work actually yeah, when I think yeah. about it yeah uh, shall we move on to the yeah. next location yeah I love that's that lovely. thanks very much for having us guys thanks, bye bye thanks. yeah thank you pal uh, mommy I'm on the radio <laughs> <laughs> excellent What a beautiful afternoon this is. Yeah, right? We're lucky. Yeah. I live in a house like seven minutes away from here. Okay. And it's like an old blacksmith, so it has like a glass ceiling. So you can hear like when it's raining, it's like... Oh, wow. It's like bullets. Did you know that when you brought it? Yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. Like even like grey, moody kind of days in London when mm. it's like everything is a bit grey and dark like it's still like kind of light in my house you have to learn to love those days to love oh, London I do, don't you I do but like I don't need a lot of luxury I'm quite like you know Rudolf yes. Steiner <laughs> Rudolf Steiner keeping it real <laughs> yeah but I do love floor heating because I'm always cold yeah so the thing is like for me to be able to 
walk on a floor that doesn't make my feet cold. Yeah, I think... Crucial for me. I'm one of those terrible people. But if it was just me in my house, living by myself with my dog, yeah. I, I probably wouldn't turn the heating on. Oh, wow. And I would just put clothes yeah. on and sit there. And at the end of winter, I would feel a sense of like smugness. Uh, like I've essentially conquered winter by myself. <laughs> <laughs> just grow a massive beard. Yeah. Even bigger. And even more massive beards, yeah. yeah. But I, and I realise that it, it is silly. This area as well is very special to you, presumably. Yeah, I love this. This is the Portobello Road. Mm. Um, this is like first when I moved to London. I moved here when I was... I got this part in uh, Sherlock Holmes with yeah, Guy Ritchie, yeah, and then um, they put me up in a house in Hammersmith. So I was in Hammersmith, and then I got Prometheus right after. So I kind of stayed in the in the area. I was like Hammersmith, and then Holland Park. Yeah, lovely place. Yeah. So this was kind of you know I've always been west, and this really feels like home for me. And I love like it's just like a chaotic beautiful yeah. area with loads of people and people from everywhere and like people selling things it just feels like kind of timeless it's an good. amazing place and yeah. also i remember when my parents were young for their generation this was the first area of london that had like a bohemian cool reputation yeah yeah, yeah. long before anywhere in east london or south london definitely notting yeah. hill was like the arty place yeah um and it was where all the flats were very cheap and exactly. sort of like interesting people yeah, musicians yeah. and artists came yeah yeah, yeah. It's and lovely. it's still that vibe, you know, it just feels very, it's still like authentic, even though there's a lot of tourists here sometimes. Yeah. Because we have the, after the Notting Hill film, well, <laughs> it's still that. I've still never shop. seen this, I sort of refuse to see this film, but yeah. I feel like it's going to come up a lot. Is it yeah. a good film? Is it your kind of film? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do like, Hugh Grant is an amazing actor and Julia Roberts, obviously. So the actors are great. It's just like, I'm not a big like romantic comedy person, you know? No. Yeah, you, you don't strike me as someone that, no. that would be necessarily. No. <laughs> but it is so beautiful. It's a bit noisy here now. Yeah, but it's nice. Because we're passing the market. Yeah, we're just going past all the markets. I buy a lot of vintage clothes here. I love this. What was the last thing you bought? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, I bought this like, uh, it's like a weird like fleece jacket from the 80s, like Dolce Gabbana. Oh, wow. Like an old, it's like grey and black and it looks like, like a total sportswear, like no, nothing like... Dolce Gabbana would do today, no. but very 80s. <laughs> oh, good find. Yeah. You might be the, the last person to find a bargain in Notting Hill. Yes. I know yeah. where to look. I like to, like, I can go in, I like to color code as well. Oh, really? So I go in and I was like, I want to get something like all yellow. And then I go for like to try find a whole yellow outfit or gray outfit. How many colors do you think you've got access to in your house now? Oh, everything. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Today you've definitely gone for black with a sort of like a, a streak of gold down the yeah, sides yeah thank you it's very cool thank you looks a bit like um <laughs> i'd say almost like american football vibes yeah look at this though on the back hornets oh the charlotte hornets is that our oh, cheerleader yeah he knows a cheerleader I, I used to love that team when i was a kid i never watched basketball but i was quite short and they had a player called mugsy bogues who was like five foot five or something ridiculous like that uh -huh. and as a as a short king uh i found it quite inspiring i have to say I've been watching this. Have you heard about the series Winning Time? Winning Time? Yeah, it's about the Lakers. The no. rise of the Lakers. So, because my son is a massive basketball fan and I, so I follow basketball news and I've been like, kind of falling in love more and more in basketball. Like I love like hip hop and rap music. Yeah. And- Do you have a team? I mean, my son is Portland, like trailblazers. Okay. So I feel like, you know, I want to be loyal to him. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I, I mean, I do like the Lakers. I went to a Lakers game in LA once, and 
I love basketball because it's graceful. It's beautiful to watch. It's like a dance. It's not aggressive. No. It's all about the team. Very fast as well. Very Never. fast. And it's so much like, it's just like incredible when you start to like get to know the sport more. Yeah. This obviously leads me to an inevitable question, which is you're, you've, you know, adopted London to an extent as your home. Yeah. How are your feelings towards the, the king of sports, football? I love football. Really? Yeah. Oh, what a relief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, have you, you must have a team if you live in West London. There's yeah. quite a lot to choose from. Arsenal. Arsenal, okay, yeah. <laughs> that is, in, in my opinion, that's the sort of default media person team. I feel like throughout my entire life, <laughs> I've just worked like in and around Arsenal fans. Yeah? As a result. What are you? Queen's Park Rangers, which is... <laughs> A very lowly, wretched team. Sorry, guys, it's true this year. Who they're based? They're based in West London. Yeah. I would say like the difference between supporting Arsenal to QPR is you're basically the fan of like an enormous blockbuster Transformers style thing, yeah. and I'm the fan of the cool, cool art house indie yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I should be on your team. I feel like. <laughs> it's what I'm telling myself. Yeah, it's not but really you know, it's true. funny. When I first moved here, I moved here with my son, and then I was working with Idris Elba. And Idris and my friend Dominic Cooper, they're both Arsenal fans. And yeah. then they like kind of started to like tell Lev, my son, very early, like, you're Arsenal, aren't you? So like, they, they indoctrinated him. Yeah. Like so that's cult. where it started, because me and my son, we came here like, we're Swedes, you know, we didn't know nothing. And then yeah. there was like, okay, you're Arsenal fan, aren't you? There is an Arsenal-Swedish <laughs> connection, isn't there? They had a few like Swedish players. Yeah. So um, it, ma it makes sense. Yes, it does. It does. But I still don't approve of the sort of indoctrination <laughs> of a young person yeah, brain, via, via celebrity. Yeah, so we are like, I don't even know how many times I've walked up and down here. It's like when I'm away filming and I come back to London and I'm like, when I reconnect with my city, this is where I walk. No. You know, this is my walk. I just like to be here and just like absorb everything and just like, you know. What does it give you, you think, that, I mean, I presumably. As an actor, you spent time in LA. Yeah. What does it give you that like LA and Sweden or um, Iceland doesn't give you? I feel like what I love about London is really a mix of cultures and people and faces and tastes and smells. And it's just like, it's like a melting pot of so many different things at the same time. Yes. But if, and it feels really friendly. I've never felt scared in London, even though... I mean, there is a lot of, you know, violence and desperate people, obviously, yeah. that does things that is like, you know, questionable, but I've never felt unsafe ever. In LA, for example, this is our second oh. spot. Yes, but well, yeah. thanks for stopping. We've yeah. just, <laughs> we would have kept walking. Yeah. And we have just arrived at our second location. Do you want to say where we are? We are at the Electric House on Portobello Road. Amazing. And they have the Electric Cinema next door, which I love, where you can eat and drink and, you know, lay down in comfy chairs when you watch films. I have a story about this. The first interview I ever had for a job when I started my very, very unimpressive journey through journalism was in here. No way. <laughs> yeah, like, so like 17 years ago, maybe 18 years ago. This is where it all began for oh, me. Oh, wow. So this is really symbolic. It kind of is, yeah. yeah. Well, let's go in. Thank you. We're walking through the lovely electric cinema restaurant where they've got the open kitchen. Well, we've just sat down in the lovely dining area of the electric cinema and there are some very comfortable red banquettes. Thank you for bringing me here. Thank you for coming with me. Yeah. <laughs> this seems like a apposite place to talk about films, I suppose. Yeah. I uh, have to say, I really liked uh, Lamb. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, didn't know what to expect from it. No. I knew because it was A24, it would be sort of 
progressive and out there and interesting. But I said in the in the intro, if people haven't seen it, don't read too much about it. It was something I've been wanting to go back to indie, artsy, smaller films. I did this film called The Secrets We Keep in New Orleans that I was producer on as well. And then I went straight to Iceland and shot Lamb. And then I went into You Won't Be Alone. So I did kind of three kind of smaller films back to back. And yeah. it was really, I, I love the awkward weirdness about Lamb, but also the simplicity. It's, yeah. just, it's just a family saga. It's yes. sort of like a family drama and it's, it has a normality to it. There's just one component that is weird and it's it's my baby. <laughs> yes, it is, and it's so weird. I'm also very interested in the differences in opinions that different countries in Scandinavia have about each other. Yeah. I'm always interested to hear <laughs> yeah. what Norwegians say about Swedish people or what the Finnish say about Danish people, all the sort of stereotypes that exist. Am I right in thinking that the Norwegians are often considered odd and they sort of talk very fast? I mean, Swedes... We kind of look down at Norwegians a little bit. We like they're the farmers. Right, okay. So we think we're a little bit superior, but we're not. We're actually quite similar. <laughs> but um, I mean, I did this movie called The Trip. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I play Swedish and my husband in it, Axel Henny, was amazing. He's, he's Norwegian. And I mean, there is a bit of this back and forth battle between this couple because she's Swedish and he's Norwegian. And I mean, Swedes, we always have this thing of like, you know. Is that where, sorry to interrupt, is that the one where you plan to kill each other? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, and we had so much fun. I mean, on set, just every day, like, we were making fun of each other. And the way I speak, and he was like, he was basically laughing at me yeah. the way I speak. And I was laughing at him. I was like, you sound so stupid. He was like, I'm not the stupid one. So we do have this, like, you know, we should be, we are quite similar. It's, mm. it's not a big difference. As but, a fluent Swedish speaker, as you heard at the start As of the I episode. Yeah. I also find that incredibly offensive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. What would the Norwegians say about the Swedes, do you think? I mean, that we are a bit full of ourselves, I think. Mm. That we think we're a bit superior. Okay. And a bit more maybe uptight. Yeah. I think that Norwegians in general are a bit more gentle fun and like softer. Okay. More, and then we have the Danes that are just more mad. They yeah. are like, you know, they're just louder and like they don't give a fuck. Yeah, you they know? are. They're, they're, they're very over the top. And also look at Danish films. I mean, just look at like Lars von Trier is like, you know, yeah. Antichrist. And, you know, it's, they're just more, there's a brutality. Yes. And I, I love Danish films and Danish filmmakers and Danish people. Yeah. Because yeah. they're, they're more chaotic and they're just like, you know, this is how I am. Take it or leave it. Swedes are just more, we're just more, a bit more concerned. It's like, want to be liked by everyone and want to fit in everywhere. Mm. More like diplomatic, but like diplomacy that's like hidden fear. <laughs> yes. Swedes also yeah. very well turned out in my experience. Yeah. They sort of like often sort of dress very nicely. Yeah. I, I, I visited sophisticated. Sophisticated. Yes. Uh, I went to Sweden once and I did feel like an ugly gnome <laughs> everywhere I went because everyone was so tall and they're well groomed. Well groomed. Yes. Yeah. I felt like a mutant. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always felt like a mutant. <laughs> I mean, it's always been the thing. Like, I don't really feel like I fit in. I've always felt a bit like an outsider. I don't know why. Like, you know, my dad was Spanish. My real, my biological father was from Spain. Right. And my stepdad is Icelandic. 
I grew up like kind of on the countryside, like quite poor, but not poor in a city. So it's not like I have other kids that are also yeah. like from the same class. I, I was just a weirdo that couldn't really read and write properly, but that could paint and build things with my hands. And make great uh, carrot juice. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe that's why you feel so close to London, because it is a city of people who don't necessarily oh, out, fit yeah. in other places. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot it's a of mix. outsiders becoming insiders. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, on behalf of the city, we're very happy to have you here as a citizen. Thank um, you. It seems like I yeah. feel like London adopted me. You know, oh, I yeah. do feel, and also like every time I fly in over London, and I see London, I always get a bit teary. Really. And I never had that anywhere else. So it's it is special. It really has a special place in my heart. What are you thinking about when you get teary? I think because I left my family when I was like 14, and I was living with boyfriends and husbands, husband, <laughs> boyfriends and husband, and like always with men. And when I moved to London, it was the first time I was living alone. It's like bought my own house and said, "This is mine," and it's for me and my son and everyone I love, but I'm building it for myself. So I started my own journey and I, it was scary when we moved here because I didn't know anyone. Yeah. And like, I hardly spoke English and everyone was like, you know, wait, what? You're just leaving your own country. You're just like leaving for what? And I was like, I feel a calling. I feel like my guts is telling me to be here. Yeah. But I do feel like it was really like the beginning of a new chapter in my life. And a chapter that's been so beautiful and really changed me as a person. Yeah. yeah. Well, do you remember the first moment that you really felt like, now this is my home now? Me and my son was walking in Hyde Park. I mean, we'd been in Hammersmith for a year, maybe. I think he was 10. And um, I was chased by squirrels. <laughs> and I was terrified. First, I was like, mm, I'm going to feed them. And then he came, this little squirrel, and just came way too close. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. And then I started backing, and he started following me. And I started running. And my son was just in stitches, like giggling. It's like, Mom, he's not going to do anything. Stop it. I was like, yeah. And it, well, this is after Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. Yeah. So there's people in the park saying, is that Lisbeth? Salando yeah. running away from a squirrel. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Like someone recognized me and <laughs> I was like running away from a squirrel. And my son was just laughing and he was so like, he kind of knew that squirrels are not dangerous. And I just felt like, okay, he obviously feels safe in the city. You know, he feels good here. And I think, you know, the fact that he fell in love with the city, he's like a total like London boy. Mm. And, you know, it was like an identity. I liked myself here. And I liked who I became. Yeah. And I think, you know, being chased by a squirrel in Hyde Park, just seeing my son being like, you know, being the one protecting me and be like, you know, they're cool, chill, yeah. chill, yeah. mom, chill. As long as, as long as he's cool with it, then yeah, you feel exactly. like actually this it became, place is... It was quite symbolic somehow. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, it is a beautiful actual cinema here yeah. in the electric. Hmm. Very, very famous. Also, funny fact, during the Second World War, like a mob of like pitchfork wielding locals tried to destroy it because they thought it was communicating with the German army no. somehow to like give what? bombing instructions. Yeah, so people tried to destroy the cinema. They were wrong, I think. But forget all that because the cinema's lovely upstairs. Yeah. Um, do you remember the most recent thing you've seen here? I've been away so much, uh, but I'd watched um, Licorice Pizza. Very good, yeah. Amazing. And I was in there with my sister, and we were just stocking up on, like, crisps and, like, you know, 
had like a glass of red wine. Oh. She had, I can't drink wine because I'm no. allergic to wine. But we were like drinking and eating and it was just like, I love that you can lay down. Yeah. But you have to pick your movies. It can't be slow movies then because then I fall asleep. You would just fall asleep. I have asleep. to do the sitting up chairs when it was like movies that I know will move slower. Yeah, it but, has um, to be like Safadi Brothers. Safadi Brothers, is that what they're called? Like um, Safdi. Safdi Brothers. Safdi, oh yeah, Safdi Brothers. A relentless yeah, pace. Uncut Gems. That would, I wouldn't fall asleep to that one. No, I don't think you could. But I watched a whale in here. Whale, yeah. Yeah. The Fat Man film. Yeah, the Fat Man. And I was like, also like sucking up on all my like, you know, <laughs> all my props that I'm going to eat. And then I was like halfway and I was like, I don't feel comfortable yeah. eating all this right now. I love uh, like a sort of posh middle class cinema experience yeah. as well. But some people do find those like annoying compared to just sort of very basic cinemas. They want the yeah. straightforward. Yeah, no, so I love the posh, yeah, you the know, posh I grew up poor. I want posh. Yeah. <laughs> That's good, yeah. I might get that as a tattoo yeah. across my chest. Yeah, yeah. I love going to the cinema in any form, to be honest. Like, yeah. because I live between London and Lisbon. And I went the other day to a big mall in Lisbon and watched a film and had a massive bag of popcorn. And oh, just so like, good. What is your ideal snacks order for a film? If you're going to the cinema by yourself, uh -huh. so you're not sharing anything, yeah. and you have an unlimited budget, <laughs> what is your ideal snack order? Oh, crisps, okay. uh, chips, sweet potato fries with um, truffle mayo, I mean, that's kind of it. I yeah. love everything salty and fatty. Yeah. I don't yeah. like sweet stuff. Excellent. Yeah. Well, I think that's it for the lovely, wonderful electric cinema. Shall we uh, take a walk to the next one? Yeah, the third. Uh, well, we've arrived at our third location very quickly. Yeah. Do you want to say where we are? Yeah. We are at Goldsmith Vintage Store across the street from Electric House. It's a secondhand store. Yes. Looking in the window, yeah. all sorts of it's fabrics. It's a good display, isn't it? Very, very cool. All sorts of colours. Yeah. Uh, let's go on in. Let's have a look. Yeah. Oh, it's the yeah. telltale smell of a vintage door. Yeah. Nice. Where I would you normally gravitate I mean, towards? I love denim. Mm. So I always go and see if I can find some really kind of broken down, yeah. distressed Levi's jeans. Am I an idiot? Because it all looks the same to me denim no mm. <laughs> yeah you are an idiot <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> no but i do like i like the light ones i look i don't like the dark ones first of all mm -hmm. and i like the ones that have like more kind of has a more of a personality right yes. um and then i love like anything sporty like i do like hoodies i like t-shirts yes well here's the american sports section yeah Let's see if any of your teams are here any yeah, of your adopted have, teams yeah let me see what we have I keep on always buying the same stuff. That's you, the problem. So I kind of made a deal with myself. Would you, yeah, do you know what we should do? We should get you something. And I've done this before with another guest. We should get you something that you would never normally get. Okay. Something that would take you out of your comfort zone. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. But something that you like. Mm -hmm. Girlish stuff I don't do a lot. I mean, you can tell, like, I'm quite, like, I like boy clothes. Like, I'm a bit of, like, kind of oversized. Okay. I like to wear sneakers and hoodies and... Gotcha, yeah. You know, I also like, I like to challenge myself. I go through different periods. Like I can, like there was a moment when I was wearing all pink, like really? everything pink. And now when I look back, yeah, my hair was pink, like pink shoes, pink, 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 pink. Why, awful, why do you awful. think you, you, you uh, would do something like that? Why I'm that extreme? <laughs> why right. I do all or nothing? <laughs> I don't know. I've always Is, do you think been... it's like an actor's thing of like, this sound, I don't mean this to sound bad, but it sounds bad. Yeah. Is it an actor's thing of wanting to be noticed? Um, when I lived back in Sweden, I was always in black mm. and black and silver. I didn't wear any gold. I didn't wear any colors. I didn't laugh much. I didn't watch any like 
comedies. It was yeah. like very, very serious. And when I moved here, I was like, fuck it. I'm just like, I didn't, I kind of had to break out of something that was like quite, like there was no humor, oxygen humor coming into my life bubble. I see, yes. So I kind of just like, I didn't want to take myself so serious. I was like, who am I to walk around and think I'm the shit? You know, and it's like, so I kind of wanted to break out of something that I've been stuck in. And then I started challenging myself, I think, to just do like, let's look stupid. Let's like, go pink. Yeah, let's go pink and like fluffy. No, it's good. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm sort of envious to be honest as well. Yeah. Do you see anything else? Um, let's go over here, yeah. A lot of funny I love sunglasses. Hoodies. Sunglasses are always fun. I love sunglasses. Yeah. I mean, I like to not only wear like new like what's trendy like mm. i'm not i don't want to follow like anyone else's like whoever whatever someone else decides what's like should be worn right now so yeah. i like to wear like vintage stuff and mix it with like designer stuff yeah and like for example like now i'm like wearing a backpack like it's like old chanel backpack that's cool yeah and then like you know a mix with like new shoes but then an old tracksuit so kind of clash it yeah i'd like to pretend that my disinclination to wear designer brands was a fashion choice as well but <laughs> it's not really a choice yeah. full stop um no but let's get a pair of sunglasses then i think okay yeah Should i think do so that? do but, you want to uh, pick one for me yeah okay absolutely okay maybe in honor of your pink days that's the pinkest pair of sunglasses it's angular as well and there's a sort of angular vibe to it a little bit yeah in a nice way should i try them for you? yeah maybe try them on Actually, they look pretty cool. Yeah? Yeah. I Are mean, you if you look in the them? mirror, I'm, I think I'm happy with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's good. Yeah? Okay. In, it's impactful. You're the boss. Okay. Shall I pick one for you? Yeah, you pick one for me. Oh, what about these? Because this is kind of like happy glasses. You know that? Like, if you wear, like, yellow light sunglasses, it's like you kind of trick yourself. Really? Yeah, there's, like, light therapy when you wear, like, sunglasses that are... Wow. Yeah, I have happy glasses at home. It's a thing. So I'm going to try these. I'm now, before I put on the glasses, <laughs> I'm feeling somewhat melancholy. Yeah. I okay. would say. Yeah. I exist in the shadow of the raven, much like yourself. <laughs> and uh, I'm now putting the glasses on. Eh, the world doesn't seem so bad anymore. No, right? Yeah, it's Do you nice. you want to have a look? I want to live. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that is quite nice, yeah. I, I look a bit like a sort of um, lab technician, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you do, actually. But a lab technician that loves life. A happy one. Yeah, a happy one. Yeah. <laughs> doing happy experiments. Yeah, he's spilt the chemicals all yeah. over himself yeah, yeah, and yeah. his brain is now turning to mush. <laughs> Could I please buy uh, the two pairs of sunglasses? Thank you. Please may I have two pairs of sunglasses, I should say. Very I'm, trying to bring, I'm trying to bring yeah. back, please yeah. may I have, actually. Yeah, yeah. There's a big, you know, yeah. fashion for can I get, you know. Maybe I'll ask the person that works here as well. How often do you hear people saying, please may I have? Almost never. There we go. Well, that's, yeah. that's sobering. Rude. Yeah, very rude. What do they yeah. say instead? Sometimes they don't say anything. Really? Sometimes they just live here wherever they want to buy and they just wait. And they don't even look at you, Not maybe. No, yeah. yeah. I love eye contact. It's so strange. Like, I always like whoever I'm talking to, I need to like look at them. Because that's, course, yeah. yeah. I noticed. Yeah. It's scary. Is it okay if I gift you these two? Really? Yeah. Oh, that's incredibly kind. Thank you so much. Oh, well, thank you. That's so, that's so, what was your name, sorry? Daphne. Daphne. Well, uh, if anyone comes to the shop, uh, say hi to Daphne. Very generous. She'll give you free sunglasses. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Well, thank you so thank much you for so these. Much. These happy sunglasses. You're going to be happy now. Yeah, very happy. So you actually just like try them on every time you feel a bit like like you know gray and blue inside yeah which is Pop always them on. yeah <laughs> which is always so just like try an hour every day okay yeah well thank you very much for thank um yeah thank prescribing you very much. these <laughs> dr normie what a wonderful shop but let's uh 
move on to the final location? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's scoot. Constellation looks very exciting. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. very excited about it. It's yeah. um, I'm proud of it. It was a it was a very intense shoot. I had like months of preparation, hanging in wires because I play an astronaut. So of course. Yeah, I was floating. <laughs> Is it fair to say, sort of the shining vibes, the shining having come from space a little oh, bit? Oh wow, interesting. Yeah, maybe it has a bit of shining in it. I feel that it's way. It's a bit like gravity meets like Stranger Things meets Shining. There's the pitch. That? That's the pitch that got the green light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it looks fantastic, and I Thank think they're, drop, they're dropping three episodes of it. Yeah, uh, yeah. The 21st of February. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So Apple TV Plus. It's like eight episodes, and it takes place um, in space on the ISS. Yeah. And uh, they rebuilt like an exact copy of ISS. Wow. And I was doing loads of research and talking to astronauts and, oh. you know, just, yeah. What did you learn from the astronauts? Um, loads of like juicy little fun things, like just how complicated it is to brush your teeth. <laughs> like, if yeah. you, you know, just like every day, like up in space and the biggest like, you know, struggles or fears or and, and how hard it can be to come back to Earth. Yeah. And how just physically, what happens to your body? You sort of deteriorate, I suppose. Yeah. So it was. I mean, it was so fascinating to to just glimpse into that world a little bit and to get to to take part of it. Yeah, I remember one of my first jobs in journalism. I had to interview a, a French astronaut who'd spent time on the ISS as well. Oh, no way! Wow. Over the phone, and yeah. he was so impossibly cool. Yeah. Uh, I just remember him they saying, are very cool. Very cool. And he said, you know, everyone, uh, people that know, sh like, they're really good at something, they don't need to prove it. Yeah. It's just like. Yeah, it's like, fuck you, I've been to space. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm done. I don't need to do nothing more. He said, he said at one point, I'm going to do a bad French accent, I apologize, but he said, the thing is, Joe, once you have been to space and you've looked across at the moon, Nothing matters after that. I thought, I'm never going to be that cool. Oh, you're brilliant. That was a really good accent. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, yeah that's, you're being kind, too no, kind. No, that was actually really good. You sounded oh. so French. Yeah. And that's exactly what a Frenchman would say. Yeah, he was like, he was like ultra French. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely working it for full effect. Yeah. Um, why did you uh, change your second name, by the way, if it's not too personal a question? Oh, no, let's go personal. Yeah. I grew up in a family. I was not really close to my mom's to anyone really except for my mom and my stepdad so i didn't have a strong connection with the name nurian which is my mom's name okay and uh when i got pregnant and got married and all that i kind of wanted to start my own chapter and start something new for my son to carry and, and create a name that was symbolic and kind of represented the new era yeah. and not the old <laughs> i like the fact that you chose just an objectively cool name Thank as well. You, yeah. Like if you're gonna choose a name, let's just go like really fucking like <laughs> Let's go awesome. for a name that no one can say and that doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, I was worried about getting it wrong. But I did this is true, but I did find a YouTube video beforehand yeah. called How to Pronounce Numi Rapaz. Okay, nice. So I watched that a few times. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. It is French, you know that, right? Rapaz. Oh is it? Yeah it is actually. So me <laughs> and my husband back then we were in Paris and kind of came up with the name when we were in Paris yeah. many years ago but um but no yeah I do I do I'm a big believer in choices and decisions yeah 
And I believe that we become who we are through our decisions. And, you know, some people are more passengers in their own lives. But you're but very, I, uh, yeah. I, I get the sense, very proactive. Yes. You know, I yeah. wouldn't say, I think headstrong sounds maybe a bit like negative. I don't mean it negative, but you seem like very focused. Um, and also maybe one of these people as well, if I can be so bold, who recognizes that like your choices are your own. And if yeah. you make mistakes, they're your mistakes. Yeah, I, like, yeah. And I think it's extremely important to admit when you make a mistake and it's like, it's not dangerous to make mistakes. It's okay. Yes. Everyone does. Yeah. And yeah. we all fuck up. We all like mess up. We all like misbehave or make the wrong decisions. Yeah. But any decision we make will kind of force us into a new direction. Yes. And we will grow from our decisions and, and choices. And I do, I'm a firm believer of making decisions and trying things and going for things. Because, I mean, we have what I know, just one life. And, you know, I rather do everything and try everything and be wrong and apologize <laughs> <laughs> and try something else, you know? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. if everything goes wrong and the world doesn't seem like a great place, then you've got these yeah. yellow sunglasses you can exactly. put on. Exactly. Then so be it. Wear the yellow sunglasses and say, let's go in a different direction, you know? Wear the yellow sunglasses could be the name of your sort of self-help book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, we've just rocked up outside of our fourth location, I believe. Would you like to say where we are? Yeah, we are at the pub, the cow. We are on Westbourne yeah. Park Road. Uh, this place has been around for as long as I've existed, I think. Uh, and then recently, it sort of became cool. It, yeah. it was always cool to me. It was full of some interesting people, uh, whereas now it's more of a sort of a trendy spot. Trendy spot. It's a trendy spot. Yeah, <laughs> where should we go in? Yeah. Let's do it. The Swedes famously quite hard drinkers, I think. Yeah, they are. But they, you know what they do? They do drink like hard liquor on Friday and Saturday and get like completely shit-faced, get into fights and like do a lot of weird stuff. And then they don't drink in the weeks. I see. Yeah. Well, that sounds sort of healthy. Um, yeah, but it's just like, it's a lot of unprovoked violence. Like there's a lot of fights, like street fights and like, People just jump on people that have nothing to do with anything. I had no idea Sweden had such a sort of like... Um, aggressive culture. Yeah. Yeah. It's all the repressed, like all their like control, like kind of hidden and pushed back feelings. I think because people don't really show a lot of emotions. What is your drinking like? My drinking is vodka soda with lemon okay. juice, with fresh lemon juice. Mm. I can drink a lot. Of that. Yeah. I don't get drunk on it, really. That's quite a dangerous drink. Yeah, but it's also a lot of water. Yes. Because there's no sugar in it. So, like, I, don't, I can't do cocktails and stuff because the sugar gets to me and I get really, like, I get bad at hangovers. Yeah. Like, but if I only do vodka soda, I'm, I'm okay, you know? Yeah. It works. Are yeah. you able to work with a hangover? Yeah. I mean, I don't drink nowadays when I'm filming. I don't really go out. I don't do dinners. I kind of go a bit into a bubble when I'm yeah. shooting. But like, you know what I was really surprised by when I moved here? People drinking on the street. Yes. Well, You're allowed to have your drink outside, which I love. That incredibly normal during the, the panic, the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, everyone just had to stand around yeah. with and a Yeah, and I love it. It was great. I yeah, believe in freedom, free. freedom of drinking. <laughs> yeah, well, you can't do it on the public transport. No, That's a big obviously, no-no. Yeah. You used to be able to, though. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes, it used well, to be were, absolutely you were, fine. You know, you, were used to, you could smoke on planes before. <laughs> yeah, that was the, those were the days. You'd sit there on the circle <laughs> those line. Those were the days. <laughs> just sit there on the circle line, going round and yeah, round, yeah, just yeah. chuffing yeah. 25. 
bags and yeah. just throwing back some cans yeah. out of a brown paper bag. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, it's, I'm, I'm actually sort of fairly fine with the fact that you can't drink on the tube anymore. It was, yeah. it was kind of a bit yeah. like weird. Yeah. Oh, actually, I think our drinks are, are arriving soon. Thank you very much for the Guinness. We are upstairs in the restaurant of the amazing The Cow. The Cow. The amazing The Cow in West London. <laughs> uh, what is it about the food here that you like? I mean, I was here uh, three days ago with my sister and I had the bone marrow. Yes. I'm such a weirdo. Yes. Like, I love, like, just like getting into the bony and like kind of suck them out. Yeah. Like, it's like so fatty and like. I'd say that's in character for you as well. You know, <laughs> yeah. in, in, in the, the, the person that you've outlined is someone that would devour bone marrow. Yeah, I love yeah. bone marrow. It's I love like, I love, I love meat, you yes. know? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, you know, I try to kind of think about how much I eat. Like, not how much I eat, but how much of meat that, like, I try to not eat meat that traveled. Yeah. I try to eat meat from farmers, like, that close by. I try to have that kind of awareness and not eat, like, meat that had been flying in from Argentina or shipped in, you know? What other restaurants are there in London that you admire? I love, okay, speaking of meat, mm. Casa Cruz. Have you been there? No, I, I've oh, never been there. Oh, it's an Argentinian place. It's really close to me. It was actually Mick Jagger who took me there the first time. Mick Jagger. Yeah, after we, I did a music video with him. I um, remember that, yes. Yeah, um, with Jonas Ackerland who directed it. We shot it in Paris, came back to London and like I think six months after or something, I went for dinner with him and a couple of friends and, and he, he was actually the one who introduced it to me. It's basically five minutes from my house. I go there a lot. What they was, have uh, slow cooked lamb shoulder, which is like to die for. Yeah, that does sound amazing. <laughs> yeah. Obviously I have to ask what he was like to eat with. Oh, he's li really lovely. I know him. Um, he's a friend of mine. He's a, he's a really lovely person. He's yeah, he funny. operates a sort of mythical place, I would say, in London. Yeah. Like, he's just one of very few people who have ascended to a status that's sort of, you know, beyond fame. Yeah. It's, you know, it's... But, you know, he's really like... It's, it's what we talked about when we walked over. People are really good at something. They don't need to prove it. They don't need to be like rude or like you know dickheads they no. can just like they know what they're good at and they know like i'm the best so that's you true know. yeah well they can be a bit dickhead if they if they, yeah. if they want but to that's be i think like dick, a danish dick, like, person yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like i do think like you know insecurity people with like a lot of insecurities like some people never heal from that yeah. if they become famous and they just are uh, have deep insecurities they just become massive dicks i imagine and, like, also the film industry and tv industry has yeah. a lot of those people yeah oh yeah I would imagine. Yeah, and it's been like kind of okay to misbehave in my industry, which is kind of changing, but changing slowly. Yeah, well, I mean, that's one of the interesting things about like the point at which you broke in internationally in terms of people like knowing you like across the world yeah. uh, was with the character who is, you know, take no shit, you know, it's like snarling, like, you know, hard hitting and everything yeah. like that. And it, it felt like like her attitude. And also in Swedish, the name wasn't Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, was it? No, it's Men That Hate Women. Yes. And I feel that that did sort of... Do you of want to say it? Men som hatar kvinnor. Men. Men. Som. Som. Hatar. Hatar. Kvinnor. 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 Women, yeah. Kvinnor. Yeah, good. You're good. Well, only one word at a time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like that... That, that title, that character. Yeah, it says everything. It did say everything yeah. and it sort of was driving towards a lot of the emotion that came out during and still continues to come out yeah. because of Me Too yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. things of that nature. Yeah. Was there a part of you that was a bit like, you were so close to it because of the character, you were like, I actually just want to step away from that, from that debate and from the, yeah. from, from the violence I've as well? I've never felt like, I don't really, I battle these things daily. 
and I've always done, but I don't speak about it publicly. Same with my political views and I just like, you know, I have my own fights that I'm fighting and constantly doing so, but I don't really share it with the world. Um, I've been trying to keep my focus on work and doing, you know, being brave and kind of doing all I can in my field without kind of shining too much light on the political mm. fights. I think that's wise. Okay, well, at this stage in the proceedings, I'd like to stop talking about Portobello yeah. in particular and broaden our focus to all of London. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, to ask you about your favorite things in the city. I'll start by asking you, what is your five-star park in London? My son plays basketball in Roundwood Park. Yeah, we've discussed your handsome son previously. <laughs> yes, yes. So Roundwood, I do, I do love Roundwood. I do love Queen's Park too, actually. Interesting. Yeah, I walk a lot in Queen's Park. And during the pandemic, that was where I did all my meetings. Oh. Me and like, I was having meetings with this woman who worked at Netflix because we were putting together a project that we later on shot called Black Crab. Okay. And we had our meetings on a blanket in Queen's Park. Oh, that's yeah. lovely. Yeah. What would be your five-star pizza? So at White City House, they have this pizza, which is like four cheeses, like truffle pizza with four cheeses. Yes. It's so good and so unhealthy and so greasy. <laughs> and I love it. It's my, when I have a proper cheese, I will have a big size of them. Are you going in for gluten-based pizza or are you going to oh, try and skip No, that? then I fucking go gluten. What happens if you go gluten? <laughs> I get like, I wake up next day with like swollen hands. Oh my gosh. Yes. What about your five-star tourist attraction in London? I mean, I avoid tourist things, but I was quite surprised by like, when I first moved to London, how many people actually went to the bookstore. <laughs> Close, this one over yeah, here? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Like a lot of Japanese tourists and yes. like a lot of people standing out there. It was like, because I remember I was like walking, buying vegetables or something. And I was like, why are so many people taking a photo of this bookshop? And then I realized that it was the one from Notting Hill. From Notting Hill. Yes. A film that we've discussed as not being up your alley at all. Yeah, no, it's not really my thing, no. What could they have done to the plot of Notting Hill to make it more interesting to you? I've not seen it, but it's about a famous actor, Julia Roberts, and handsome normal man, yeah. Hugh Grant, yeah. lives in a house. But it's also a love story between America and UK. Right, Because okay. she's so American and he's so British. So it's sort of a, like a, you know, yeah. kind he's of got butterflies in the tummy because it's like, oh, he's so British. What, what could you have done to the script or the plot to make it acceptable to, to you, Numi? I mean, I do like a bit of darkness always and a bit of more dysfunctional characters so yeah. like if they were just slightly more broken somehow because it kind of would mirror life yes a bit more how about this here's the pitch julia roberts it's the same film until halfway through where she gets cast in something similar to constellation where it affects her perception of reality in real life. Mm -hmm. So her perception of Notting Hill and Hugh Grant changes. She starts to see him as some sort of alien life force. <laughs> it needs to yeah. be destroyed. Okay, yeah, I like that. Sounds yeah, good. Yeah, good. What is your five-star burger in London? Okay, so I do all, most of my ADR, like sound, post-production yes. sound, in Soho. In this, uh, is it called Delea Lane Studios? I think it is. It's just off Greek Street into like in a courtyard. Real Soho. Yeah, real Soho. And they have on Bateman Street, mm -hmm. there's a place called a Truffle Burgers. Yes. 
truffle burgers. It is very popular, that place. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I but I take it without the bun because I don't like bread so much. Just a handful of meat. Yeah, how f- with like melted cheese and yeah, butter. Dripping through the fingers <laughs> and stuff. Is that, yeah. that Numi or Pasha? Yeah, it is. Like, eating out of a hand like yeah. a rat. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what about your five-star cup of coffee? Oof. I love Flying Horse. I go work, I work out at White City Where's Gym. Where's Flying Horse? Flying Horse Coffee is next door to White City House, okay. which is my gym, which is like, I go every, my, my sister's going to pick me up tomorrow at 6.30. We go to White City and they have delicious coffee next door called Flying Horse Coffee. I think they have one on Goldbourne as well. Yes. Uh, what about, what is your five-star uh, venue in London? So it could be a cinema, it could be a theatre, it could be a car park. Oh, wow. I've been going to House of Coco a lot. Yes. I, I love it there. You know, it's like it has four floors. It has those little vinyl rooms. I've been bringing people that come in from L.A. or come from New York, friends that are kind of coming to London, and we need to have a work dinner and then just have some fun. So House of Coco, I think, like, it's a beautiful venue. Yeah. And, like, I saw, like, Nas did his, like, uh, kind he of did. after. He did. Yes. He performed and he was fucking amazing yeah he did was it like mostly like Illmatic from the yes. mid 90s yeah. and stuff yeah and epic yeah it, it and was... I saw like Lil Sims perform Lil that she's Sims. magical so I, I guess like House of Coco would be my favorite menu yeah great choice House of Coco of course which is the fairly new members club that was built into the Coco nightclub. So that thing's been around for as long as I can remember, well, way longer than I've lived. And it used to be synonymous with kind of like hard rock and indie music and heavy metal and it closed. I think there was a fire, it reopened and they've done this House of Coco thing. Um, But yeah, apparently it's very good. I heard the Nas thing was very good as well. And what is your five star city that's not London, but also not New York because otherwise everyone chooses New York. Yeah, okay, Lisbon. Lisbon. I yes. love Lisbon, yeah. So I live between London and Lisbon. And Lisbon is like, people are so nice. It's like people are sitting in the parks, like old people with like lipstick and playing cards. It's like you just look at people like, they look happy. And like yeah. kids are playing. They're not on iPads yeah. or phones. I'm like, mm-hmm. and it's like close to the ocean. So I drive, it's like 20 minutes from my apartment to the ocean. I just love Lisbon. The colors, like the light is always yellow. Oh, or we have a theme. Yeah. Yeah. And then just walking home in the night, you go out dancing and walk home and it's like yellow light and everything looks beautiful oh, and warm. That sounds really, really ideal. Uh, you know, if I can say as well, a very different side of you from the shadow of the raven side. Yes. So there's... there's I love when it's steamy and sweaty. And yes. Like wet. Yeah. And it is like that. Oh, have you been to the timeout food market in Lisbon yes I have I go there a lot is it good yeah it's very good my bosses will be very happy to yeah. hear you say that yeah. <laughs> I'm not getting fired this year now yeah that's good what's it like is it nice it's it's nice they have it's really good food I mean Lisbon and Portugal have really good food in general yes um, and I've been going there with my son and his friends they were actually the ones that brought me there because oh, right. I was filming a lot last year so my son went to Lisbon with his friends and, you know, kind of spend more time there than I did. So he was like, we got to go to Time Out. And I was like, yeah, sure. Oh, cool. <laughs> so he took me to Time Out to the food market and we ate different kind of foods. And Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for showing me around your little bit of West London. It's also a great rarity that someone chooses West London. Oh, wow. That makes me so happy. You're the first one this series. Hey, for hey, sure. hey, yeah. hey. All that remains for me to say, of course, is tak dag. Yeah, that means thank you for today. And I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs>
That was Numi Rapace's West London Idyll of Portobello. And I gotta say, I had a really wonderful time. We didn't find Paddington, the baby-sized bear with the voice of the adult human. So I didn't get my, uh, my scalp. I was looking forward to that, turning him into a Panama hat or something. But you know what? It's nice to come to West London sometimes. Let it be known. It is a beautiful part of town. Numi was lovely, like really, really warm and clever uh, and very, very talented and cool. So couldn't have asked for a better host, I think. Um, if you want to see what she's up to next, it is Constellation on Apple TV Plus dropping on February the 21st with three episodes and it's an eight episode series, she said, and it looks great. Really exciting, really scary, really, really full on. Uh, don't miss that. Uh, if you want to hear more of us, it's every Tuesday. It's Love Thy Neighbourhood. It's your favourite podcast by this point, at least I hope so. Uh, so do subscribe uh, and give us a five star rating because they do really, really help. Nothing more for me to say than love thyself and love thy neighbourhood. Cheerio. Cheerio.